there are some activists who are trying to reanimate the debate over whether or not we're going to finish the Gardner Expressway as John Tory had planned. And the timing of this is fascinating because we have a mayoral race going, and so it will become absolutely an issue in the race. The person currently serving as our mayor was asked about this yesterday, and if I understand what Jennifer McKelvey is saying, she's effectively saying, talk's over, keep moving. Nobody wants to see some costs on anything. We made the decision. There is uh, additional information that was given by city staff that I had shared with councillors. That information shows that reopening this debate doesn't have the potential to save money or save time and would need another EA process. And we have no guarantee of any outcome around that. In the meantime, we have infrastructure that's in a poor state of good repair and we need to get on with it. It's important that we protect the people of Toronto by keeping their roads safe and that's what we're going to do. All right. So it's a bit of a typical posture in this town. It's kind of like, hey, you know what? We figured out that the extension of the Bloor Danforth subway is not really a great plan. Never mind. We talked about this already. Keep going. Uh, one of the people who is part of this campaign which its actual focus is demanding that the city actually produce new assessments and new price figures on the reestablishment of this entrance and exit to the gardener. One of those people is Albert Cole, a road safety and cycling advocate, and he joins us right now. Albert, nice to have you back on the show. Uh, good morning, John. Okay, so what's the case that you and your co-signers are making? Well, uh, John, you hit the nail on the head when you say people don't like change. So uh, so we weren't surprised by uh, a Councillor McKelvey or Deputy Mayor McKelvey's uh, stance. What we're simply saying, however, is, look, this is just about a prudent financial approach, right? We're talking about a billion dollars or more. That's an incomprehensible number for most of us, but a billion dollars or more. We're just saying, look, eight years down the road, you haven't signed any contracts for the biggest part of this project yet. Let's take stock of where we're at. What Are there any changes in the construction costs? Well, we, we think there probably are huge changes. Are there any changes in the land values? Remember, we're talking about some of the options here would free up an additional 5.4 acres of downtown waterfront to prime land that in 2015 was valued at far lower than it is today. So we're simply saying, let's take stock. Let's do what's prudent. Let's look at the numbers with fresh eyes, given today's realities and challenges, and let's see whether that's still a good decision to make. But nobody should be afraid of a report, least of all our deputy mayor, who's got an environmental science background. We've got others on the uh, uh, Environment infra Infrastructure uh, Committee that are going to look at that, that uh, have got environmental backgrounds. Let's look at this with fresh eyes. And if it's a good decision to pursue in 2023 instead of 2015, well, by all means, go ahead, but have okay. the confidence of the numbers. Um, but I mean, but do all the signatories actually oppose the, the plan as it exists. I mean, you're approaching this from sort of an accounting perspective and a you know public good sense with the pocketbook. But I mean, do you guys actually oppose the reestablishment of that ramp? Well, well, there's there there are a lot of reasons to oppose that. Uh, but we're saying let's let's do it in a prudent fashion. Number one, look at the numbers. Certainly, if you ask me, yeah, for sure. I mean, building a um, an elevated expressway. No other city in the world is apparently doing that. And doing that uh, during an environmental crisis, we've got the climate crisis, we've got a huge budget gap of $1.5 billion. We can't deal with our homeless. We can't fund the TTC. Well, in all of those circumstances, 
this just uh, you know requires a fresh look and as you mentioned we'll get that during the mayoral race but all mm-hmm. we're saying at this point do a report and if the counselors who are making the decision it's not us making that decision if they're confident with those numbers uh, eight years down the road with a totally different council then by all means go ahead with it but it's going to be your legacy uh, so you want the confidence of those numbers so uh, we think it's good for those counselors they're going to be saddled with this uh, decision moving forward if you ask me personally yeah i don't think it's a, a good idea at all but uh it's a two-step process and let's get the numbers. Okay. Is there any alignment, official or unofficial, with anybody who is or is considering running for mayor? Because you, if you were listening to the show earlier, I know the one city councillor was saying, oh, this is all about Josh Madlow. Yeah. Well, that's a good question. No, this is completely independent of what Councillor Matlow's initiative was. But we were happy to see it because it means it got onto the uh, committee agenda for Monday, uh, March the 20th. Without that, uh, we would have had to convince one of the councillors to put it on the agenda. Uh, So we're happy through uh, Josh Matlow's initiative that it's uh, before this committee on Monday. Okay, but you're not lobbying or campaigning for Josh Matlow. No. No. Okay, good. Thank you, sir. Good to have you. Great. Uh, Thanks very much, John.